0: and ask me questions, if I was confusing. This is basically a question I was asked on Twitter today, and my response was, this is really a much better podcast answer than something I'm going to try to smoosh into 280 characters. 280 characters are plenty for many topics, for something as deep as, is this the end for the core? I need a bit more time because there's a bit more nuance to answering the question than just yes or no. Kind of like uh, walking into the Cubs-Marlins series. If someone asks you, "Do you think the Cubs are going to win the division? Uh, win the wild card series against Miami?" Well, it's real easy to say yes or no, it's a whole lot more difficult to explain why yes or no is the proper answer. If it's just a case of yes, because that's what I want, well then yes, because that's what I want is a I guess a perfectly valid answer. But if I'm going to answer a question like, is this the end for the core? I'd rather take a couple minutes and flesh it out a bit and explain why my answer is what it is. First off, is this the end for the core? Takes into, takes into account a number of different questions. First off, who is the core? I would imagine you would include Chris Bryant in the core. Uh, Anthony Rizzo would probably be in the core. Wilson Contreras, Javier Baez, maybe Kyle Schwarber. So, probably those five. Uh, they will be coming up for free agency somewhat soon. Either 2021 will be their last year or 2022. Uh, So usually with most, I think with all of those five, there's either one or two years involved. And the question of, is this the end for the core is a bit more... Difficult of an answer than just yes or no. First off, you ask a really basic question. One, in the offseason, the Cubs will be able to tender a contract to those five or non-tender those five. I would imagine all five of those will probably be offered a contract, will probably be tendered a contract, whereas Albert Almora, who... Portions of the time was probably considered part of the core, as Jorge Soler was probably considered part of the core at one point. But for one reason or another, um, Elmora probably will not be asked back next year. He's not on the postseason roster. There's really not that much of a hue and cry for Ooh, I wish Albert Elmore were available to pinch hit in this situation. I haven't heard that at all. Um, nice guy, but it seemed like the league caught up to him. And perhaps there would be another team in the league that would be interested in giving him a try. But I don't think there would be any team in the league that would be interested in trading quality to take a try at developing Albert Elmora yet further. So... When you're talking, is this the end for the core? And I'm gonna go with the five names: Contreras, Baez, Rizzo, Schwarber, and Bryant. All five of those will be tendered contracts this off season. So as far as that, it is not the end for the core. So the next step, which is also equally valid, will any of those be traded? Well, which teams are going to want them? Which teams are specifically going to say, off of the numbers I saw in 2021 and before, I am willing to, A, take on their contract for 2021 and or 2021 and 2022. And I'm also willing to give the Cubs, a degree of quality so that the Cubs would be willing to make a trade. What sorts of trades are you looking at? Now, there are a number of different trades that could be made. One I thought of on the way to, uh, I, I was doing some errands today. I thought of one trade that I'll run it here. I'll probably run it a couple times through the off season, just came to mind. Let's say the pitcher tomorrow for the Marlins. Pablo Lopez, I think, um, does a reasonably good job. And he's getting to the point where he's almost going to start getting expensive. Not really, but almost, considering the Marlins really don't like to spend a whole lot of money unless they absolutely have to. Pablo Lopez, let's say he pitches as well or almost as well as Sandy Alcantara did on Wednesday. So Pablo Lopez comes out, pitches well, does a nice job, gets the win or doesn't get the win, but he looks like he's going to be good for another two or three years. I think that's probably what his contract situation is, two or three years as of next year. So 2021, 2022, and possibly 2023, maybe even 2024. So, you know, probably two, three, four years, somewhere in there. Would you... As a Cubs fan, be interested in making the following trade with those two, three, four years of Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez for Nico Horner. Straight up, one for one. Nico Horner hasn't done a whole lot yet. However, he has five cost-controlled seasons still. That is the type of trade that the Marlins like to do: trade two or three years for five years. That's what the Marlins dig. Now, that could be something you would be interested in, or that could be interest. That could be something that you would say, "Heck no, I don't want to do that. I want the five years of Horner. I don't want the two or three years of some pitcher who I'm really not horribly familiar with." And da, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you're talking about player exchanges, what you're trying to do is locate, what a general manager is trying to do is trying to locate a team who has a different view of the future than he does. If the general manager is thinking, I want to stinking win right now, then what they're willing to do generally is is trade long-term pieces to get short-term value. Long-term pieces for short-term value, kind of like the um, Glavier torres trade, kind of like the Eloy Jimenez trade. I'm willing to give years way into the future so I can get value right now. That's generally what executives are looking for. I'm willing to give into the future, but I want now. Or sometimes they're completely the opposite. I'm completely willing to cough up something that's of value right now. But what I want in return is something that's going to be of value into the future. As of right now, by the looks of it, oh, you probably get 26, 27, 28 teams that are more interested in I want long-term value, not short-term value. So if you are saying, no, I'd rather have the five years of Nico Horner than the two or three years of Pablo Lopez, you are among the majority of the chief executives. Theo Epstein, I would rather have long-term value instead of short-term return. Long-term or short-term, which you want. The other type of trade is the, I think this guy is going to get better and that other guy is, and the guy that we have is going to get worse. So you think your guy has completely maxed out his value. He's not going to get any better. I'm going to trade this guy and get that other guy who's going to help me out. So you get a team who says, I'm going to trade that outfielder who just hasn't quite figured it out, I'm going to get that pitcher back in return who's going to take us to the postseason, and that's when you trade Lou Brock to get Ernie Brolio. If you get it wrong. So, what is Theo Epstein's goal? Is he looking, I am pot committed to winning in 2021 or 2022? Because if he's interested in winning in 2021 or 2022, then you trade Nico Horner. Then you trade Braylon Marquez. Eh, not probably not Marquez. Maybe you'd trade Miguel Amaya. Maybe you'd trade Braylon, uh, Brennan Davis. The pieces who are long-term you would trade to get short-term value, if that's what you're interested in. Or on the other hand, if you've pretty much decided... We are who we are as a team. Let's look to the future. Um, Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. The numbers continue to impress the heck out of me uh, as they go up. Obviously, there are new subscribers, new people listening, and I very much appreciate it. Thank you for sticking around and hold me to doing a better job. Hold me to doing a deeper dive every time because if I start slacking, that's when my value disappears. Make sure that I'm doing my level best in every podcast. And if I am doing my level best in every podcast and I'm doing something that you or your friends might be interested in, feel free to link them in on what I'm doing because the people that I'm the most interested in are the ones who are going to be interested in Cubs talk in November and December and January to prepare for February, March, April, and May. So if you know of someone who is going to be interested in having discussions on whether the Cubs should retain Albert Almora or not, or having discussions on who the heck is Corey Abbott, those are the kind of people I'm interested in having around. So hit share, hit, subscribe, hit, like, hit, all those kind of things that you hit on. There's five of them, and I, I, I usually remember three or four of them, but I, I very rarely do I remember all five of them. Anchor allows sponsorships, so you can more directly um, contribute to the podcast podcast. Honestly, though, I just like that you guys are continuing to listen and continuing to think. Because if you're not thinking, then you're probably not going to want to listen. So, are the Cubs done? Is the core finished? What's going to boil to is, what trade value does Chris Bryant have? What trade value does Chris Bryant have? As the Cubs go to the offseason, as they look across the league, I'm waving my arms across the spectrum. Which teams want Chris Bryant? Which specific teams are saying, you know what, I want Chris Bryant. Maybe, here's an idea, maybe the Twins would want him. Because they keep getting to the playoffs, but they keep not doing anything in the playoffs. Maybe Chris Bryant would be a type of player that the uh, Twins would want because perhaps he would be able to push them over the top. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe the Twins would be able to say, if you trade us, Chris Bryant, some now value, we would in exchange give you future value. And that's the kind of trade Theo Epstein is probably looking for. I don't think he's so daft as to think that this Cubs team, as currently comprised, is going to be better. Then the Dodgers next year is gonna be better than the Rays next year is gonna be better. I could name some other teams. I'll I'll just I'll just go with those two. The Cubs have to upgrade their talent pipeline on the pitching side and on the hitting side. And on the hitting side, they need more outfielders, they need more infielders, they need more catchers. You know, it's a whole thing, whole shebang. The Cubs need to get better to be able to compete with the elite teams or the Marlins, either or. So, is this it for the core? What is the trade someone is going to make for a specific player? If a team says, I will offer you this level of quality for that player on a one or two year deal. And the Cubs are getting back something that, wow, I. I really can't pass that up. That's going to be five or six years of value from this guy and two or three years of value from that guy for one or two years of this guy. I got to do that. If there are teams that are willing to make long-term contributions to the Cubs for short-term assets, then yeah, it's time for the core to go. If the Cubs can get long-term value For Chris Bryant, for Kyle Schwarber, for Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, they pretty much have to do that. Let's say it's Rizzo, which would be the worst possible thing in a lot of people's minds, because after all, he's the heart and soul of the team. Well, if you trade the heart and soul of the team to, let's say, San Diego. Where he started. Um, And the Padres are willing to send back two valid pieces. Well, Cubs get a bunch of money forgiven. Because they're not paying for Rizzo. They can go out and get a first baseman to play a year or two. Probably not as well as Rizzo. But cheaper. Heck, Jesus Aguiar had a big home run today. He's cheap. He got picked up on waivers. If someone is willing to pay quality value for any of the Cubs' core, any, Contreras, Bryant, Schwarber, those would probably be the first three to go. But again, somebody has to make a quality, legitimate offer. If someone makes a quality, legitimate offer for one of them, you make the trade. If there's a second quality, legitimate offer, you make that trade too, and another. Yeah, it would hurt the team for one year. However, with the ability to go out and pick up this guy for a year or two, this guy for a year or two, this guy for a year or two, at a cheaper rate, You'll have a squad that's pretty close to about the same, but you'll have longer-term pieces. Long-term pieces win. The Cubs were good in 2016. They were really good in 2016 for one primary reason. I will pound this until I die. The Cubs had four players who were three-plus wins-above-replacement types, making less than a million a year. Javier Baez, Addison Russell, Chris Bryant, Kyle Hendricks. Those four, three-plus wins-above for each of them. Not on the average, for each of them. And they were all making less than a million. Toss in that Anthony Rizzo, at the same time, was making five million. So those five guys, those five players, all of whom were key portions of the team, were making less than $10 million combined. Chris Bryant's making, what, seventeen next year? If you don't think that money matters, you don't understand how business works. And yes, believe me, baseball is a business. Otherwise, the minor leagues wouldn't have been shuttered today the agreement that has been in place for 42 years went away today because money. If other teams are interested in the Cubs' short-term pieces, if teams are willing to say, we are willing to give you quality and not a rando sort of, he's an adequate reliever and then an outfielder who's, Probably a little bit better than Albert Elmore. No, 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 that's not the quality I'm talking about. The quality I'm talking about is show me somebody that's going to hurt that you don't want to give up. Whoever that guy is, okay, now that's a start. Will someone be willing to, of their own volition, of their own free will, give quality? To the Cubs for Chris Bryant. Will they give quality for Kyle Schwarber? That's what's it's going to boil to. If teams are willing to give quality, then yeah, you might as well uh, start um, saying your, it's been really fun for the Cubs core. But if nobody's going to trade quality, and remember, nobody wants to spend money. No owners want to spend money. I hear people saying, "Oh, Trevor Bauer, he's going to get a whole lot of money in the off season. He's going to get a nice long term deal." Which owner? Every owner is firing people. Owners don't want to pay money in a pandemic. Trevor Bauer might settle for a year. He might. Somebody's going to get him. Here's what I see happening. Trevor Bauer will be declared a free agent. He will be qualified he will qualify for free agency and the Reds will offer give him a qualifying offer. Oh wait, let's let's see. Yeah. They will give him a qualifying offer. And Bauer will either accept it or turn it down, one or the other. But he's not going to get $30 million a year because the owners don't want to spend that. They don't. If they were more about winning than they were about wealth retention, they'd have had more than, 30, uh, more than 60 players in the practice pool for the season. But they didn't. They don't want to spend money. And it's not just Tom Ricketts is cheap. It's nobody wants to spend money. So it's really not a good environment for free agents uh, this offseason. It just isn't. (sighs) Will the core be done? I don't think so. I don't think the Cubs are going to get three good offers. I don't think they're going to get three good offers. Next year, it's going to be send out Bryant. Send out Rizzo, send out Baez, send out Schwarber, send out Contreras. That's our squad. And then you have Hap and you have um, Horner and you, you know, just the guy H- Hayward. And you see how it goes. The Cubs will be fine once they start to be able to replace the players that are getting older. The Dodgers have been able to do that. The Rays, whenever they get a player who gets toward that range, they trade him and they bring in somebody else and the other player is almost as good or even better. That's how you win. I know fans want to get attached to players and they do and it's perfectly fine, but from a business perspective, the way it's set up, The player's best years are probably going to be his second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth years. By the time they get to free agency, by the time they actually start costing, owners ought to, uh, well, executives ought to be able to have replacements that the owners don't have to spend as much money on. That's how it works. And if you end up having a player, like, for instance, Ian Happ, who says, you know, I kind of like it here. It's kind of fun. I'd like to stick around for four more than four or five or six years, but could you do something to make it worth my effort? It'd be a whole lot easier now than, than in three years. So um, when it comes to extensions, I think the Cubs ought to prioritize Ian Happ first, then with the other guys, see if they actually want to stick around. Because if they want max dollar deals... They might as well go look somewhere else after a pandemic. Good luck with it. Do I think the core is finished? Nah. Not unless owners decide they want to start winning and prioritizing winning now over winning in the future. I just don't see that. It could happen, but I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned. It'd be interesting, though. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon, as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that one worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs go, and be nice to people.